Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Roots of Life podcast. This is episode 13. I thank you for being here. I'm one of your hosts, Taylor, joined by my always fantastic co-host, Jimmy. Hello, everyone. I, I love the I love the fantastic episode part. That was great. Well, I got to give you some kind of descriptive word at the beginning to kind of get the juices flowing. You know, I, I want to make you feel good. I want to create a good energy for the show that, you know, we hope to present to everybody. So definitely. I think we I think we both kind of need it this morning. Yeah. Very early. Yeah. So it is a little early. It is 8 a.m. on Monday morning. And of course, you know, we're both a little bit of night owls. You know, you work the night shifts and I'm yeah. usually up a little later doing editing or working or whatever it might be. But nonetheless, we have an obligation to everybody and our schedules are super busy this week. So we knew that we had limited time to try and get it done. And even though it's super early, we still had to get the show done and we still have to be prepared for uh, the distribution of the episode in the upcoming weeks. So Exactly. So part of that... Um, we wanted to make sure that we got this done because we have, we have a bit of anxiety. We, as soon as we start to slow down, as soon as we start to think, okay, we're, we're doing okay. We've got enough episodes. We're, we're ahead of the game. Both of us get a little bit anxious and a little bit worried that we're going to forget and not do anything. So we felt that we needed to get it done as soon as possible. And that is part of the topic for today's show. We're going to talk about anxiety and fear. I think those are big ones that people discredit for the most part. They don't think about how the fear and anxiety can take hold of them and really limit like the potential that uh, people have to use in their daily lives. Yeah. I definitely know like fear, fear is, it's very helpful. It's beneficial for, for people. It's fear is a survival thing. Like you kind of, you kind of want to feel afraid. You kind of need that to, to do certain things. But then there's the other side of it where that fear holds you back. So you, you don't get things done. You don't do anything. But for example, for us uh, this week, we were afraid that we wouldn't get this done. So because of that fear, we did it right away. We utilized the fear. Exactly. I think that the fight or flight recognition is a very real thing. And I think everybody kind of knows about it. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody knows that in your brain, you know, you have, you end up making two decisions most of the time. And if you don't feel safe, you'll make the very primal decision to either fight for your survival or run away out of fear because usually you know it can be for a number of reasons it could be for you know emotional turmoil it could be for the the risk of death ah uh, yeah so there's a lot of potential there to use that and if you can recognize it when it comes up and use it to your benefit you know you can you can really reap a lot of benefits from it. And actually, um, 
anxiety itself has been described as a constant state of fight or flight. So that when you get into like anxiety research and things like that, which isn't something that I've really done, but I've read a little bit here and there. And basically what happens with anxiety is you're in a state constantly of that fight or flight. So you're always basically making that decision. Do I fight this or do I run away from it? There's there's nothing that's saying let's work with it or let's try and find another way around doing this. It's one of those two things. Either I run from this or I fight it and still try and do whatever else I was going to do. That alone in itself doesn't feel like a great way to live. You know, it doesn't seem like a comfortable state to be in majority of the time. No, definitely not. You can see that's why a lot of people with anxiety have those panic attacks where things just become overwhelming and they start breaking down, they cry, whatever, because they, they live in a state where like everything is not just a challenge, but it's almost like it feels that each thing that happens is like an attack upon their survival. I've heard some pretty crazy stories about people with uh different triggers for anxiety one guy who would hike like a skyscraper because he didn't like elevators you know every day at work in say new york or so he'd like go up the stairs yeah he'd walk the stairs to you know i mean which isn't a bad thing i guess no no i mean like that's that's anxiety working for your uh fitness right there yeah but i feel like the the mental challenge it presents is not one that you want to benefit from you know, because he, he's letting it control him, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, he's not doing it for the fitness. He's doing it because he's afraid of the elevators. Yeah, and the fitness just happens to become an outcome yeah. of the situation. Mm-hmm. We just did a recent episode about relationships. You can go mm-hmm. check it out if you haven't heard it yet. It's episode 12 of the Roots of Life podcast. In that episode, we talked about relationships, not just romantic relationships, but many different kinds. And Mm -hmm. anxiety, I think, is a big one that comes up in relationships. You know, dealing with people, it becomes a big one. And that fight-or-flight recognition happens a lot, especially when your emotions get involved. I remember talking to a counselor one time, and they were telling me about the fight-or-flight recognition. And when your body turns into that fight response what happens is there's a certain chemical that floods your brain and what happens is there's always i forget what chemical is but when you have i think it's cortisol is like the stress hormone yeah i I know cortisol is the stress hormone but i don't know if that's the same chemical in your brain but i know um when yeah when anxiety happens it's you're getting like adrenaline nor adrenaline rush as well okay so maybe it's cortisol and then when it floods your brain, it you don't have the ability to think rationally. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is your body turns into this fight response because you don't feel necessarily safe. But it's not that you feel uh, like you're in a dangerous situation. Hopefully, girls can be crazy. <laughs> so can guys. Yeah, it's but... true. <laughs> no gender base there. You know, no stereotypes. We love all people. We talk about our experiences. These are the things we know. That's all. 
oh, we know. <laughs> um, but what happens is maybe you don't feel safe emotionally, right? You mm-hmm. feel maybe as a male, you know, someone is stepping on your territory or you're not trusting of another person. You can create that fear recognition, mm-hmm. which can then cause you to do things that you wouldn't necessarily do but because you don't have the ability to think rationally because your brain is just scattered and scared for itself it's something to really keep watch for and that's something that i've worked on personally is to recognize when i act a certain way yeah when i act irrational or when i'm feeling my heart rate increasing if I'm in a conversation with someone and I know that it's kind of unsettling for me or it's a conversation that I didn't want to have you know so there's certain practices you can do you know the common one that we talk about would be meditation or just even deep breathing if you can try and slow down your heart rate if you're more on the athletic practices more than the spiritual practices yeah the actually um the endorphins released from exercise they're really good for depression and anxiety as well depression and anxiety both are basically comorbid so they occur together very often i think like 80 percent of the time if you have one you'll probably have the other That's a made-up statistic. I don't actually know. I just threw that out there. <laughs> Ballpark. <Disclosure. clears throat> yeah, gotta gotta keep keep honest, right? Yeah, I don't feel like we do a lot of that. What honesty? <laughs> or yeah, to an extent, <laughs> I feel like we just kind of we kind of just say a lot of stuff. But then I do write the I do write the the blogs afterwards. Um, you can find those on rootsoflifepodcast.com. So we have the episode notes there where I do actually go back, listen to what we've said. If I find anything that I don't agree with, I will, I'll mention it. I do just throw up a whole bunch of research in there so that if anybody does want to call us out on anything or want to research anything for themselves, it's there. So you can find that on rootsoflifepodcast.com along with all our social media handles. We are at Roots of Life Pod mm-hmm. on Twitter. You can find us at patreon.com slash roots of life. So if you're feeling generous, you can go subscribe to us on Patreon. You can get a couple little bonus incentives. You know, you get a bonus episode each month. You can get early Mm -hmm. access to the weekly episodes. And we may be doing something interesting for those episodes as well coming up. Yeah. Something fresh, something new. As we've started the show, things have grown and things have developed. And I would say overall, we've been conquering the fear that is the media Mm -hmm. world. We've just wanted to, as we started the podcast, we realized this isn't enough. Like, we want to do more for the platform. And so we went from there and we started writing blogs. Which that was that was actually really scary first. Just having your writing anywhere on the internet is nerve-wracking because everyone is, when they go and read things nowadays, they're looking for grammar and spelling mistakes and they'll call you out on it. And I mean, it's good. I'd, I'd love to have that somebody to edit my stuff for me. But it's also 
just having the idea that, oh, somebody's going to read this and they're not going to like it or they're going to say something is wrong or whatever it is. Or they're, or when you do creative work, I, uh, Taylor also has a blog on the website as well where it's, it's uh, more of creative side instead of the episode notes. And I know you said you were a little bit afraid to put that up at first. Well, I don't have... I've recognized my ability, and for me, I was never strong at English. You know, growing up in school, it was never a strong suit of mine. It wasn't a class that I thrived in. When I said we don't talk a lot of honesty, I just meant for, I guess, myself. You know, I talk a lot about... I talk a lot from my life experiences. I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have the teachings or public education to back that stuff up but i have done my own researches and and that's where i come from i come from my own experience so when it comes to writing like i write i write a lot i write all the time Mm -hmm. almost every day but it's maybe not in a format that people are going to understand or appreciate and so I yeah. have to try really hard to just to put it into a format that people are going to understand and that people are going to read. But I know for people to be interested in it, you know, we have to present it in a certain way. So there was a fear of, you know, putting it out there because of my own abilities in my writing or my own confidence, you know, my confidence was hindering and I was scared of the response that Mm -hmm. that's something that has been a big growing point for the show and just the roots of life platform has been about the growing part and just the trying new things and coming over those fears because I've never been the type of person to be in the public eye. And it always seemed weird to me when people tried to push their agendas on social media. But now I really just want to, I'm trying to do it a little more. I don't want to push it on people too much, obviously, but I really want people to hear it. And I want people to see our content that we're creating because, yeah, I love doing it for the sake of creating, but it makes the creative process a lot more fun. And you're excited to do it over and over again if you know that people are listening to it and people are benefiting from it Mm -hmm. yeah you get that little bit of a little bit of gratification knowing that somebody heard the work that you put in basically yeah the best feeling man is when someone says to me someone that i haven't talked to in a while or didn't reach out to and they hit me up and they're like listen to the podcast it's great man love it and i'm like that's amazing thank you so much Mm mm-hmm yeah, I've had a couple people do that, and it's, it feels great. Yeah, you know, you would never expect it. And so it just means that it's reaching outer circles, and it's connecting with people. That's all I could ask for. So, And I'm, just, I'm starting to get to a point where I just want to do it, and I, I'm, I've overcome that fear to an extent. I mean, doing the different things that we do, we, we've, we've been trying to expand and do more things. And each step that we take, there's a bit of fear there. Like, I don't know if this is going to work. How, how do we even manage this? But it's, it seems like both of us just sit down and say, well, it's something we, we got to do, so let's get it done, and then just throw it up there. 
and we see what happens. And so far, that, that I, I feel like that's been working for us. We've just been trying to get things done, putting things out as much as possible, sharing it as much as possible, trying to get others to share for us and things like that. So it is, it is scary. It's, I think the, the, the biggest part of it that's scary is the fact that it's, it's changing things. Each thing that we do is changing the, the, the roots of life brand, basically. It's, it started out, we were just a podcast. That's all we were doing. And then we decided that we'd have a website as well. And now everything that we do on there, it changes, changes how we look, how we respond to things and what's happening for us. So I think that's one of the biggest things that people find frightening is change. Because you can't, you can't predict how things are going to come across to other people or how things are going to end up working, working out for you. Even, even if you think about it for days, you'll probably miss something. I mean, there's, there's those people that can plan things down to the second of how things are going to go. And it's impressive. Like, well done. But most people, I don't think, can do that. But what happens when that person's world gets rocked? When they think they have it all planned down to the second and then something happens to, you know, throw them on 180 and they have to start turning the other way. Oh, that's probably some real bad anxiety kind of breakdown stuff. Yeah, right there. you know, because I think those people that plan everything like that, they plan it because they have fear of losing control in a way. So they need that that structure. They need everything to be. They don't they don't want to be surprised, basically. So I think like if that if that were to happen, the, those those plans were to break down, it would be a little more. A little more devastating than it would be for, for people like us that are just sitting here winging a podcast at the moment. It's being open to the changes that the world presents you, you know, because exactly. that's what happens is when you try to take control of the world, you know, the world isn't always going to respond. But when you just open yourself up to what the world can give you and what it presents, then you're going to create a lot less stress in your life. And you're just going to be able to navigate your way around it. Like, think about it. If you have an open field and somebody says, walk through the field, you're like, okay, well, that's pretty easy. And then mm-hmm. somebody puts you on a tightrope, even on the ground, like somebody puts a rope through the field and says, walk through the field on the rope. Okay, well, that's a little more tedious. It's not really a yeah. challenge, but you're narrowing your horizons instead of expanding them and then you're just creating this like unnecessary tension which then results in cortisol spikes maybe it creates unhealthy eating habits maybe you can't sleep at night and then you sleep too long because your body just you know you're maybe you're getting the cortisol spikes at the wrong time of the day Right, because your body gets cortisol at different times of the day, and it's uh, it can cause fatigue if you're just if your body starts creating too much of it because of unhealthy habits, that that will cause you to be tired all the time, and that's no way to live. It creates a certain uh, melancholy around your life. And and that'll that'll affect your um, 
your relationships day to day as well. So, and that's another stressful thing. If you have people in your life that are starting to avoid you because you're a downer or, or you're just kind of too high strung or whatever it is, that's also going to play a part in that. It's going to make it, it's not going to help anything for sure. I just wanted to talk about, go back to relationships a bit. I know, for instance, in past relationships, I have basically, I get to the point where I don't want to be in the relationship anymore. But I have that, like, the fear of change, um, the fear of getting out of my comfort zone. So I have been in relationships where I just kind of let them continue when really I shouldn't because I'm afraid to, to either hurt that person, get out of my comfort zone, or just of what my life will look like when everything's changed. Those three things are probably the biggest problems in a lot of my past relationships when when I knew the relationship shouldn't have continued any any further but I let it happen anyways and I think those are those are big problems when when you're not thinking anymore about what makes you feel feel good and and makes you happy successful and productive you're you're thinking about stuff that's that's going to happen in life you, there's there's got to be bumps in the road there's got to be challenges that you have to face and you have to work through because that uh that's how we grow as people we we have to we sometimes we have to hurt someone else not on purpose or anything but just because things aren't working things need to change yeah that comes right into my recent uh, new endeavor is the studio right I just kind of mm-hmm. got bland on it and it's been something that I've been contemplating for a while and I got to the point where I was like I need to change and of course there was the financial aspect of it where I was kind of scared and you know well I can kind of get by without it and maybe I can do it but I'm more comfortable staying so maybe I'll just stay mm-hmm. for a bit. And then one night I just cracked. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I was like, I'll figure something out. And so I handed in my two weeks. If So part of the new content that we're going to start rolling out is on the YouTube channel. You can check out some videos that we're going to be posting there day to day. There's going to be a vlog where we're going to talk about our days. I am going to do this anyways. I'm not 100% sure if Jimmy's going to. Uh, I probably won't be every day, but I'll probably have maybe one a week, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Just touch on different parts of my week, things like that. Um, For the time being, it probably won't be the best quality. Probably just some like um, shots from my phone. That's all I'm doing, man. It doesn't matter. It's just something. Yeah, just a little bit of a vlog. Yeah, so... That that was, you know, another fear that we had to overcome was putting our faces out there. Because we put our voices out there, we put our words out there, but mm-hmm. I felt like there needed to be some facial recognition for those of you that don't personally know us. Yeah. So I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And so some of you, if you watch the videos, you'll see me at my last week at the studio. I've overcome that fear of leaving. 
I'm moving on to other things. I'm dedicating more time to this platform. I'm dedicating more time to my music and to other and to my spiritual practice. That's, I think, one mm-hmm. of the most important ones and one that I'm very, very excited for is just more time to relax and meditate and, you know, but also push myself mentally and physically and hang out in a hot room with a bunch of sweaty people. God, I love it. <laughs> Do you stand at the back of the room or the front? It always changes. Okay. Yeah, I remember when I first started doing yoga, I always went to the same part of the room. And then yeah, one class, the teacher said, okay, everybody go somewhere that you don't usually lay down in the in the hot room. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I, was, I felt uncomfortable, super yeah. uncomfortable. And then when I started my practice again in Vancouver, I noticed that pattern happening very quickly again after a week or yeah. so of going. And then I just like nipped it in the butt. I was like, nope, not allowing this pattern to take form because I felt like it wasn't, there was no real benefit to it. And, no, and all really it isn't. did was create anxiety when I didn't have that pattern. When all of a sudden, yeah. you know, somebody was kind of in the spot or in that area, there was no open spots to lay. And then all of a sudden I had to go to the front by the mirror. I had to go to the far other side of the room. I was always like, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. And it created a certain level of anxiety that didn't allow me to get comfortable in my practice that day. Yeah, that's I've had this similar experience when it comes to uh, seats in class. Going to class, always sitting in the same seat. And some days you'll show up and somebody is sitting in your seat. And you kind of stand there at the front of the class looking down to where you were going to walk to sit there. You kind of have a moment where you're like, I don't know what to do right now. That's where I'm supposed to sit, but there's a person there. So, I mean... Obviously, you figure it out really quickly that you just need to find a seat and it's not really a big deal. But it's one of those moments where you're kind of like, this is strange and weird and I don't like it. And it produces a little bit of anxiety, like especially if it was a test day that could that could change that a few could things. Screw up the test. That could. That could. You just um, stayed up for 12 hours studying. You're it's now 9 yeah. a.m. and you're taking an exam and somebody is sitting in your spot. How do you react? Usually, I would just probably look at them with a little bit of uh, resentment and then go sit somewhere else because I'm, again, I'm not really the biggest person for confrontation. That's okay. So, at that point, like in, in that I mean, situation, it's, just seat, it's pretty unnecessary. So. Yeah. I mean, if you did break down, I could see that being the trigger. So especially for those people that have really anxious about tests. I I enjoy taking tests. They're fun. Really? I like I love to see like I love seeing like how much I know, how much like I can answer their questions. No, nah, man. I enjoy it. No dice. I think it's because I had a professor that had uh every time we take a test, he'd always start off by saying this test doesn't really matter at all. He's like in the grand scheme of your life, this test is going to mean nothing. And you're a primate. You should be excited that you get to play with the knowledge that you have. So I always think about that before I start, and it gets exciting. So. That's cool. That's a really 
great way of the teacher lightening the mood. Yeah, he'd do that every single time. And I feel like a lot of people, if they came to those tests, they would expect that because they'd like to hear that, that it's not going to affect their life in in the grand scheme of their life. Even if they failed that class, you can take it again. It's not going to ruin your life. Shouts out to that professor. Yeah. I also had an English teacher when I was in grade 10, and he would let us retake any test as many times as we wanted. His philosophy was that it's not about passing the test the first time, but if you want to retake the test and retest your knowledge over and over and challenge yourself, then he was all for it. I like it. You could take the test four times if you wanted to get 100%. But if you had 95, you probably didn't give a crap. Yeah, no, I'd stick with 95. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. That teacher. A plus is an A plus. There you go. A plus for effort. Yes. That teacher was actually my mom's English teacher when she was in high school. I had the same English teacher as my mom. That's awesome. That means Buddy was teaching for like 30 years, probably. I don't know. That's a hard math equation to do in my head. What's well, just what's the difference between like your age and your mom's age? 21. And there you go. There you go. At least 21 years. Well, at least 21 years. But I mean, it's but it's probably more like 30. Oh, probably more. Yeah. Yeah. He was old. He was a super cool guy. He had a revolving closet. You know, one where I think he would push the button or whatever, and the the carousel would pull closer. Yeah, I've up. I've been told stories about this man. Oh, really? Actually, I believe. Yeah, I think somebody was telling me about that before, and like, I don't remember what they were saying, but yeah, they said he would tell tell stories about. I'll, it all I'll the time. tell you what he was saying. He was he would have great conversations with classes because he would never wear the same T shirt twice. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and people would give him T-shirts just so he could add them to his collection. He had such a big closet that every day he just went, like, next T-shirt, next T-shirt, next T-shirt. That is awesome. Yeah, imagine how many T-shirts that is. You have to have at least 365. Yeah, I I think that must have been what it was. He never wore the same T-shirt twice in a year. I think, yeah, I I think that's what I, I was told before. That's pretty cool because I have an attachment to my clothing. Oh, yeah. I wear the same t-shirt all the time. I just love that t-shirt. The feeling when you get a new t-shirt. Yeah. And you're like, I want to wear this shirt every day. Yeah. But you realize you can't do that. Sometimes you have to wash it. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. And I don't have that attachment with a ton of things. No. Clothing's a weird one for me. I mean, in a way... Clothing is is how you, you portray yourself to the world. So the clothing becomes basically like an extension of you. You're like, this is how this is how I want to be seen. This is how I want you to see me, and this is how I this is me, basically. So it, it so kind of becomes an extension of your personality in a way. Or the culture that you yeah. partake in. Yeah. If you hang out in a Peruvian tribe for years and years and years. You might end up dressing like them. Oh, you'd, I would assume you would. 
if it's years and years. Yeah. A couple weeks, you might be okay. Yeah. Your identity isn't with them yet and that culture. Yeah. I mean, you might change your hair while you're there just to join into the culture, but that'll change as, as you come back kind of thing. Now, we've been talking about change a yeah. lot. What What do you think about that, Pertake, to change to fit in? Do you think that's healthy? Depends, I would say. Because there's times where changing to to fit in could be a good thing where you come from a place that doesn't necessarily have all the amenities that you'd have here. So you have to change the way you think in a way in a little bit so that you can, you can learn how to use the computers and the technology and all these things. And, and so you can interact with the people better. Um, but I think remembering like, who you are and where you've come from in your life is more important than changing for the people around you. Changing who you are for other people, I, I disagree with. Um, but changing who you are to further yourself and your own, um, the things that you want to do, I think is, is helpful. It's, it's a good thing. There's positive change that you can have but i wouldn't say that changing to fit into say a, a crowd like a group of people just uh, i wouldn't say that that's necessarily positive what's the disorder that you were telling me about before uh borderline personality disorder that's yeah the one. the one where you basically try and portray yourself as whatever that other person wants you to be exactly yeah. so you're changing yeah. To fit in. Exactly. So don't do that. No. Be you. You be you. You're special. Uh, we like people. Yeah. So in, I want to continue with that and say like harnessing, harnessing that fear, the fear of changing and everything like that. We kind of had a good juxtaposition between our two, our two personal stories where mine was more of the avoiding fear and yours was conquering it, where you, you changed your job because you no longer felt that it was working for you and I avoided conflict in my relationships. I think harnessing fear is a really important part of life. Being afraid is is a good thing. It's it's kind of like like a warning sign for yourself. Something that tells you this could be this could be bad. There could be things that happen here that don't work out for you. They end wrong. Or whatever but you have to think about not only what could go wrong but where you want to go with it and what you want to see happen and how it could succeed so you have to conquer conquer that fear with expectations in a way bad things happen all the time though and i think you can't control when those things happen you just have to kind of let them slide off your back. Yeah. And on that, my challenge for the week, I want people to go out and do something that they've been avoiding, something that they, they feel they should probably do, but they've been avoiding it. So maybe go to the doctors and get that weird thing checked out that you're kind of afraid of. or Quit your job because your boss is a dick. Or that. Yeah, that, 
hey, if, if, you, if you're looking to make your life more positive and work better for you, that's a really good option. Um, or, or do something you're afraid to do, in, not because you've been avoiding it, but because it's something that it would be exhilarating, like go bungee jumping if you're afraid of, of heights or something like that. Give yourself a bit of, of fear, like work, live within that fear. Not just don't get died. Yeah, don't get died though. <laughs> I love that saying. I know so it's good. good. Shout out to Martin Chandler. <laughs> Fuck lids. Fuck lids. <laughs> Nobody likes lids. <laughs> and so we're kind of wrapping up tonight, guys. We're kind of getting to that point in the day where we gotta go on to our other jobs and do some stuff. So this will be airing at the end of February. So we want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. We are number one Patreon supporter is Tyler Strangways. She's a good friend of mine. She's a great girl. Thank you so much, Tyler. We appreciate your support. Thank you. You're awesome. Yes, she's fantastic. So you can find us or get in contact with us through any social media platform. Uh, we're all over the place. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play for the podcast. You can also check out our website and our blogs, rootsoflifepodcast.com. There's lots of interesting content there. If you've got some time, check it out. Leave a comment. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel or on the iTunes on the, the iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds super badass. So, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Hopefully, you can move forward in your day and find a little bit of confidence in ways of shaking that fear because it's no way to live. Make it work for you. Obviously, it happens, but you need to learn how to work with it, mm-hmm. how to utilize it to your benefit so thank you everybody for listening i'm your host taylor with my co-host as always the fantastic jimmy yeah have a good night everyone